My sermon text this morning comes from the book of Romans, chapter 4, verses 13 through 25. Listen for the word of God. For the promise that he would inherit the world did not come to Abraham or to his descendants through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. If it is the adherents of the law who are to be the heirs, faith is null and the promise is void. For the law brings wrath, but where there is no law, neither is there violation. For this reason it depends on faith, in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his descendants, not only to the adherents of the law, but also to those who share the faith. The faith of Abraham, for he is the father of us all, as it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. In the presence of the God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist, hoping against hope, he believed that he would become the father of many nations, according to what was said, so numerous shall your descendants be. He shall not waken in faith, he shall not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was already as good as dead, for he was about a hundred years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. No distress made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, being fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. Therefore his faith was reckoned to him as righteousness. Now the words that was reckoned to him were written not for his sake alone, but for ours also. It will be reckoned to us who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was handed over to death for our trespasses and was raised for our justification. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. A few weeks ago, a few or a month or a couple of months ago, I received word from a friend of mine, a lady that I used to work with. We were very close and, and very good friends, like brother and sister. And she told me that her dad had cancer and was not given much time, probably less than a year to live. She called me later and said that her dad had asked, had requested that when he passed away that I officiate his funeral service, which kind of surprised me because I didn't know, I don't know his dad, her dad that well. And she also said, David, he wants you to sing at his funeral. I said, you've never heard me sing, Brenda. She said, I know you can. I don't know about the singing part, but I will officiate anyway. But this past week, she sent me a text. And she said to me, she said, we're going to the, to the oncologist today in Waco. I need you there. And I thought, well... I'm really uncomfortable with being there. This is a very private moment for the family. Wasn't too sure about it, but I went. And they had already gone into the doctor's office when I got there, and I just told them who I was looking for. And the nurse just took me right in, knocked on the door and opened the door. The doctor stopped what he was doing, re-explained everything so that I would understand. And, and what he told them was, her dad has cancer in the pancreas. And Valerie can tell me more, but um, not necessarily pancreatic cancer, but a cancer in the pancreas. And that it had grown tremendously since they, since they first detected it, but it had not, not gone outside the pancreas. It was con contained within the pancreas. And that he might be able to have surgery. And, and, and Brenda just, she broke down and just started crying. And she said, we can't keep going through this. 
And she's moved in with her dad. She's living with her dad right now. And, and she said, we can't keep going through this. If we get hope and then something, it just ripped right out from under us. And we can't keep having our heart torn apart like that. And her husband and I both looked at her at the same time. And we said, this is good news. And her dad said, I thought so. <laughs> when, we were when we were leaving, we stood outside and talked a minute. And I said, Brenda, you have to understand that one day of hope is one more day. One day of hope is one more day. And we have to take that day and live it to the fullest, the best that we can possibly live it and hold on to that hope as long as we can hold on to it. You're going to take the pain that can come with it. You know, when you love someone, there's going to be pain that comes with it at some point in your life. It's not always going to be just great and wonderful. Because there's going to be some pain somehow, whether they're hurting and you're hurting with them or, or whatever it may be, there's going to be some pain that goes with it. But we have to believe and trust the promises that God has given to us that He will go with us through it all. It may not be our timing. It may be God's timing that we don't understand. And maybe God's timing that we don't understand, we don't get exactly what it is that He, that he is, is working with and trying to get, get in order for us. But He has made a promise that He will be with, it, with us through it all. Just like with Sarah and Abraham, He made a promise that Abraham would be the father to, to, to many nations. And Abraham has become known to the father of us all at about the age of 100 years old. About the age of 100 years old. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I don't want God to fulfill my promise that way. We're talking about the, the, our, our, new, our little granddaughters that we have temporarily. And, and I said, I pray that, that it's temporary because I don't want to be 70 years old when the youngest one is 18. Now, that's old. I don't care how old you are right now. That's old to have an 18-year-old. But God will fulfill the promises that he has given to us. And that promise, that main promise is that he will be with us. He will be with us and carry us through the problems and the issues that we have. But how is He going to do that? He is going to do that through our righteous and faithful living. Abraham and Sarah never gave up. They always were faithful to God. They never turned their back on God. They never said, well, God, you promised, but you didn't fulfill the promises. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Instead, they held on to the promises that God had given to them. They held on to those promises knowing that he would fulfill somehow. He would fulfill the promises that, that were made to him. He would fulfill those promises. I said last week. I said just last week that, that we, can, we can be in church all the time. We can be in church and, and sit in the pews all the time. But that does not save our souls. That does not take us to, to, to an assurance of salvation, an assurance of eternity with God. What saves our souls is our relationship with Jesus Christ. Do we know him? Do we love him? Do we trust him? Do we put our faith in him? It is that kind of salvation. It is that kind of, of a relationship with Jesus where God can fulfill the promises that, that he has made to us. It's those relationships that can fulfill the promises that God has made to us. 
That relationship that we have, you and I have, with Jesus Christ. There's times that I lay awake at night and I think and I, and I toss and I turn and, and things are just on my mind and what if, what if, what if, what if. You know, why don't we change the what if this happens to what if this happens? There's a big difference in that. A huge difference in that. What if this happens? Well, then we're going to have destruction. We're going to have all this terrible thing. Well, what if this happens where God really moves in and God really takes care of these things? That's what we need to look at. What if this happens? What if we really let God be God in our lives? It is at that point in my life, at that point in my night, that I can finally go to sleep when I say, what if this happens? What if God is really God to me? What if God is really God to me? Is God really God to you? Is God really God to you? Can you live in your righteous life? Can you live in your life of faith and say that I can hope against all hope that God is going to be my God? That God is going to be my God. We get into the habit of playing church and we get into the habit of playing Christianity, but if we don't have that relationship with Jesus Christ, it means absolutely nothing. The scriptures say the law is law. And if you, don't have, if you don't have law, you don't have violation. You don't break the law. But faith is faith. If you don't have faith, you have nothing. If you don't have faith, you have nothing. You have no hope. You have no hope that tomorrow is going to be a better day. You have no hope that our loved ones are going to be saved. You have no hope that, that we're going to be able to, to wake up in the morning and have food on our tables. You have no hope without your faith. And you say, well, preacher, I know a lot of people that don't claim for us to be Christians. And they've got a lot more money than any of us have. We have. They have all those things. But they don't have hope for eternity. And we do. They don't have that hope that, that one day, one day, we will spend our lives at the feet of Jesus. They don't have that hope that one day we're going to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. They don't have that. And they're missing it. They're missing it. All the good deeds in the world cannot save their soul. All the good things that they do cannot save their soul. It cannot give them that hope against all hope. Only their relationship and their faith in Jesus Christ can do that. When I have those times of struggling and wondering what tomorrow is going to bring, when I have those times of what if this happens, it's only when I can trust in the faith in my God. It's only when I can understand who God is to me that I can have his peace. That I can have his peace. Later on after we met at the doctor's office, I got a text from Brittany and she said, I cannot tell you how much it meant for you to be with us today. 
but more than how much it meant to me, how much it meant to my husband and to my daddy for you to be there. And when we held hands out in that parking lot and we prayed for my daddy, something happened. Something happened and something broke within us. She said there was a time when my mother passed away. Her mother was killed in a car, a car accident with her brother. Um, when my mother passed away, I couldn't handle things too well. But today, she said, today I am a Christian. I know my God and I know my Lord. And I can handle whatever comes. I may need strength. I may need somebody to lean on. I may need to talk to somebody. But I can handle whatever comes. What did she say? When I was living strictly in the law, I couldn't make it. But now that I have faith and hope and trust in Jesus Christ, I can do all things. We as Christians don't have to make it on our own. We don't have to make it between us and God, although He is our strength giver and our peace giver. But we have each other to lean on and to, and to, and to fall back on, to hold each other up in prayer and love. To, to hold each other up in, in our faith. Because I know somebody that, that, that was go, would go through, she's gone through years of, of cancer treatment and, and each time has beat it and beat it and beat it and beat it. And she told me one time, she said, I pray when it's time for me to start my treatment that, that, that God will understand when I don't feel like I can pray again that He will know my heart and know my prayers. And she said, each time He takes me through it. Each time he takes me through it. He knows our hearts. He knows our prayers. He knows the pains that we feel. He knows when we want to give up hope. And he says continue to have the hope against all hope. Continue to press forward in your faith. Press forward in your journey that God is there for you and God is going to protect you and take you and carry you through the hardest times in your life. I'll never forget eight months ago When the storm was coming through Eastland in the middle of the night, it was thundering and lightning and wind blowing and pouring down rain and my phone rings and they're taking your mom to the hospital. I just left her the day before and she was okay. I'll never forget the feeling that I got when I pulled over in the, in the rest area to talk to the hospital and they wouldn't tell me anything about how she was doing. I'll never forget knowing 
in my mind and in my heart that my mom was gone. That I'd never be able to say goodbye. Or see her throw her head back and laugh. When she'd laugh, she usually had her head tilted to one side. I'd never see that again. But I'll never forget when I just said, God, she is yours and the peace that I got. Oh, I cried. I cried and I called people on the phone and I would cry and they couldn't understand what I was trying to say driving down the highway to get there. But I'll never forget when I could put my entire faith and the one who is my God. I'll never forget when I could put my entire being in my peace. And the one who is my God. I'll never forget when I could put my hope against all hope. That my mom was now at the feet of Jesus. No matter what you're going through in your life. No matter what kind of pressures come upon you day by day by day. No matter what is happening in your life. With your family, your work, your community. Whatever it may be. Within yourself. The fight and the struggles that we have within ourselves. If you haven't given your life to Jesus. You cannot understand the peace and the love and the understanding that God has for you. You can never understand what it means for Him to carry you through those hard times because you keep living in them over and over and over. Now, I'm not talking about you just forgetting going about your life because that doesn't happen. But dwelling in them, dwelling in the, negatives, the negativity of what has happened in your life. Let faith against all faith in a Lord, a God, a Savior who loves you more than life itself be what holds you, be what sustains you. Stand on those promises like that song we sang this morning. Stand on those promises that God has made to you, that He will carry you. He will restore within you a right spirit. He will bring you into a newness of life. Stand on those promises. That it's got to get better. It's got to get better. We will struggle. We will struggle over and over and over and daily we will struggle. But look and find the hope that God wants to give to you. One day of hope is one more day. One day of hope is one more day. Take that day as a gift that God has given you. Hope against all hope. When you think there is no more, hope again. Most gracious and loving God.
I know you're speaking to people this morning, God. I know you're speaking in ways, God, that, that will restore hope to those of us that feel like we've lost all of our hope. Let us know, God, that we're not alone. When we, when we struggle and we battle with our faith, that we are not alone, that each and every one of us as Christians will do that. Let us know, God, that it's okay at times to feel hopeless. But let us open our eyes, God, and just see the beauty of your glory and how you want to pour out your blessings to us, your children, as we live a righteous life. As we live in our faith, pour out your blessings to us. There are many that struggle today, God, for children, for loss, for unknowing, for cancers, for illnesses. For heart disease. But God, restore hope within us. As we struggle through our daily lives, restore within us a glimmer of hope. And it's not that everything will be perfect, God but to know that you're carrying us through those difficult times. And through those, those that carry and that you give for us, that you do for us, God, let us feel your arms and let us somehow be able to rest in you. Bring us to your arms, God, to your feet. Let us feel your peace. Let us feel your peace today. Let us not live by the law. But let us live through faith. If you are suffering today, if you're struggling with tomorrow, if you're struggling with yesterday, you're struggling from a year ago. I pray that you will come and let God have it today. You know, the altars are open. You can come and pray and just pull your heart. You can pray right where you are. But know that God will carry you. God will continue to hold you close and bring you hope. Just a glimmer at a time, but hope.